When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Forever Dog Hi Anna Hi Andrew And hey everybody else and welcome to our podcast, Scary, scary stories, stories to Tell, to tell on, the on the Pod. It is a podcast about scary stories, urban legends, and spooky things you tell us about, and times that you felt personally victimized by the supernatural world. It happens all the time. There's billions of people, and I don't know how many ghosts, Andrew. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. An indeterminate amount of ghosts between zero and all of them. <laughs> Uh, and this is, this is our business. This is what we've made our business. Yeah, it Um, sure is. Yeah. We are scared people who like to be scared, who are scared of being scared, Mm -hmm. who love to hear about scary things and then feel scared. I think that's the best and most economical way to describe it. Yeah. I'm all about like economy of language. Um, (laughs) I like to just say. And in case this is your first time listening to our podcast, know that first and foremost, we are comedians. Yes. And uh, there are a lot of really wonderful, scary podcasts that are focusing more on the scary side of things. We are uh, processing scary things through the lens of comedy and laughter and jokes. And that's just like classic us. (laughs) It is classic. Anna and Andrew, everybody who knows us always says... They're not scary. They're funny. Um, I will do now what Esther Perel does on her podcast where she apologizes for the construction. She's like, it is New York City. There's <laughs> people always building and we can learn from this. And I will say that I have the hiccup. So you may hear me have a hiccup and <laughs> I'm not going to hide it. I'm not ashamed. One in four Americans have the hiccups. <laughs> And I personally think that the tension of the obstacle of the hiccups is going to add to the value of this particular episode. Yeah. It's all about tension. It's all about stakes. Mm -hmm. Um, Uh, How's your weekend going, Anna? It's going good. It's gotten so very hot here in LA. Sure. We classically are. Um, Yeah. I just found a barrel of standing water behind the place and uh, there's a lot of mosquitoes and I... You're the mosquito king. There, I don't like them. They're, well, you're from Mosquito Land. Yeah, I think New Hampshire and Florida. Both New are both Hampshire very... and Florida are 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 mosquito honeymoon territory. They love. <laughs> that's it. where they go to make that's love. Where, that's where they go to start <laughs> off their lives together. I know. Um, so <laughs> I know it's there. I just don't know if I'm supposed to kick it over or put something in it or. Yes, there's know. something uh, – I don't know. This might be an old, old wives' tale. If you put like – if depending on how big it is, you put a little bleach in there oh. or, a little, or a little rubbing alcohol. That'll fix take their, care. fix their Rona. Yeah, that's, that's where you put those things. Yes. <laughs> this is what I – this is how I drink now. <laughs> you take a bunch of bleach. 
<laughs> put it in some bugs. You know what's funny, though, is my mother-in-law's dentist told her to put a little bit of bleach in her water pick. And my oh. dentist also told me to do that. And I was like, no, I don't care. I don't care what you say. What? I'm not doing that. Bleach in the water pick. Yeah. But I, it's like it It reminds me I've been stuck in this loophole, Anna, of watching on YouTube. There are these BBC specials that are about all the deadly things in British homes throughout the ages. Oh, so, I think you yeah. did tell me about that. Yeah. yeah. There's an episode that's like hidden killers of the Tudor home, hidden killers of the Victorian home, hidden killers of the Edwardian home. They're great. Highly recommend. There are so many insane things that kill people. A lot of women drowned doing oh my laundry. God. It's called um, hidden killers. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and yeah, there was a lot of pretty much any beautifying agent for women was poison. Yes. Like there wasn't anything that wasn't poison. Even the like the first permanents that were given in the Edwardian era. Like a um, perm? Yeah. Uh, were I've never the, heard it called a permanent before. Maybe that's a British term and I'm just using it because of that. No, I like it. You're British. Um, You're allowed. You'd, you'd, you'd sit in this chair and then a thing would go down over your head and you'd wrap all your curls around like these flaming hot irons that nearly touched your scalp. Uh and a good percent of, percent of the time, all of your hair would just burn off. And they'd just be like, oh, sorry. Well, um, this is it. And also the other – my other favorite one I think was from Edwardian was uh, women's hairpins were very dangerous because their hats were so huge and their hairpins needed to be like sometimes 14 inches long. Oh, my God. And if you missed, you'd stab <gasps> no. yourself in the head. No, scary. Yeah. In oh fact, you have to put stoppers on them if you wanted to ride uh, on, on like buses or carriages. Or, or not buses, but like if you wanted to sit next to people. That's so scary. This, all I do is put it in a ponytail holder. I don't risk death ever. It's so boring. <laughs> oh my goodness. Um, oh, well, that's I, good. I Let also go. want to say before we get started, um, a couple episodes ago, I used the term weekend water and I could not remember who said it. <gasps> and I and I got a reminder, it uh, Janie Haddad Tompkins on her podcast with her husband, our friend Paul F. Tompkins, called Stay F. Homekins. It's the funniest podcast. It's so <laughs> great. Um, I, I guess I guess Janie's mother uses the term weekend water to describe <laughs> Wine or alcohol or something. Heaven on earth. My God, that's beautiful. So, Janie, shout out to your mom. She's so very funny, and that's my favorite term of 2020. I'm calling it now. Shout out to Janie Haddad Tompkins Sr. (laughs) (laughs) How I assume that works. Oh, Um, boy. Oh, that rocks. And you are well, my friend? I'm doing great. I'm doing very well. The guitar was notwithstanding. Yeah, I had our upstairs neighbor uh, took it upon himself to go out in his balcony and using an amplified microphone and guitar, he played um, all sorts of uh, John Mayer music for the better part of an hour. <laughs> and it, it's funny because like I, I kept telling myself like, no, this is charming. <laughs> this is this is Italy when everyone's singing, but it's not. Once you amplify, no. that's invasive. No, and it wasn't at like shift change. This was no, not at seven it was a PM. 4 PM. This, was, this was him finally getting it together enough to practice at four PM. <laughs> like I don't know. I don't. Were they were they songs or were they originals? 
They were songs. It was Your Body is a Wonderland. No, 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 um, no. I think there was some Oasis in there. Uh, Last Dance with Mary Jane was, oh, was also featured. Um, yeah. I mean, more power to him. It didn't sound terrible. It just was too loud. Andrew, why are you giving this man more power? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know he will abuse it? Just, I, I pictured the earth, the planet earth with a speaker coming up out the top of it. <laughs> oh my oh God. Boy. Well, Andrew, today is a Monday. It sure the hell is. Any court in the land would tell us it's a Monday. Um, <laughs> And that means today we read a story from our childhood fave books, uh, Scary Stories Tell in the Dark, uh, collected by Alvin Schwartz's illustrations by, or drawings by Stephen Gimmel. Um, and I picked it because today it's my turn. I'm very excited. It's my turn. My turn. And, and we are doing a story from the Squeakquel. I hate myself. Fuck no, I love me alone. Honestly, that is a joke that I will always get behind when someone calls something the squeak wall. I will always laugh. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> it is. Sorry. Squeakquel. It just, they are chipmunks, so they squeak. And it's a, it's the second movie, so it's a sequel. Therefore, it's a squeakquel. The math is perfect. It just I, works. I think that that's whoever our poet laureate is now, I would guess is the person who thought of squeakquel. <laughs> I think it's us. I think it's us. <laughs> I think, I think we're the we did do it. <laughs> uh, We're the only people, right? Yep. Um, so I picked one from More Scary Stories Tell in the Dark. And this story is called The Curse. <gasps> oh, I love this one. Okay. And this is one of them that we're kind of getting past the faves. And we're getting into the ones where I'm like, whoa, I have no memory of this story. Yeah. That's pretty good. My dad's friend, Charlie Potter, first name, last name was a small, nervous man who was always looking around as if he was in some kind of danger. After he told me the story about his college fraternity, I understood why. The frat doesn't exist anymore, he said. It was banned years ago. See, eight years ago, we talked about this. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it was banned years ago. We had just nine members at that point. We were taking in two more. Jack Lawton and Ernie Kramer. One night in January, just about this time of year, the nine of us took them out into the country for their initiation. Now, I'm going to pause. Yes, please do. I want to let everyone know <laughs> this initiation doesn't involve dead animals. Nope. It doesn't involve uh, the uh, comedic blurring of consent. <laughs> um, it doesn't use uh, <laughs> historically propagated tropes of homophobia to humiliate men in a way that is really just homoerotic. Um, (laughs) I've got an idea. Let's all touch each other slowly. It's like, okay, I see what's happening. All right, guys, you want to be a theta? Here's the deal. We all fuck. And then two, we all pair off and then we go to the freaking courthouse. We get married. We get a house. A couple years go by, things start to get weird. We have a baby to save it. We have another one. Things are happy. 12 years later, we decide amicably to cease our romantic part of our relationship, but raise our kids together. Who's in? (laughs) Wow. That goes down as one of the great modern monologues of our time. Thank you. 
please someone do it at drama school over zoom <laughs> oh my god but just so everyone knows you can relax there's nothing um problematic about this except I, for sort of the glorification of violence yeah i i also want to point out really rare in these stories to have a perspective shift yes yes to all of a sudden go from speaking in the to change the narrator yeah, yeah, it's it's rare for it to be in first person. Sometimes it is without these quotes. Like it's not usually a secondhand story that's just a full block quote. Yeah. Um. But yeah, that's very interesting. And it, yeah, it just goes back to like what Alvin Schwartz is interested in, which is the oral tradition and collecting. Like these stories were meant to be read out loud. Um. So it's it is just interesting to hear it. Um. Like this is just a straightforward taking somebody's first person account and forwarding it. Yeah. I got lost in the middle there. It's been a no, while. I thought since it was I well to... done, Anna. No, it's fine. We're all falling apart. Um, <laughs> we're all falling apart. Uh, okay, great. We took them to an old deserted house where two young men about our age had been murdered recently. Their murderer was still at large. Mm. We gave Jack a lighted candle and told him to go up to the third floor. Stay there for an hour, we told him. Then come back down. Don't speak. Don't make any noise. If your candle goes out, carry on in the dark. Scary. That's a scary... That is that is very scary. Contrary to popular belief. This would be the point at which I'd be like, I guess I'll just join a club. Like, is yeah. Key Club a thing in college? I'll do that. Like, are the industry connections worth this? I know. I I guess like you got to hand it to people who go through Greek life hell because they're really thinking about their business futures. Right. It's so bizarre. Andrew and I went to NYU and that's just something we have to live with. But <laughs> they don't have Greek life outside of dorms or like houses in New Jersey. Right. Like our frats and sororities are in one of the dorms. They were in Lafayette. Yeah. Oh, and then that's I got... Right. One flyer under my door for my entire college career for a, a frat party, and it was in New Jersey. Oh, the <laughs> indignity! Yeah. Um. Wow. So we're not we're not really steeped in this culture at all. No, I've pretty much my only experience with uh, frat culture is I watched the episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer where <laughs> she goes to a frat party and they worship a giant <laughs> snake god. <laughs> <laughs> wow okay you know what i'm in send me back to college oh my god oh i want to do never been kissed but never been worshipped snake <laughs> okay. oh boy okay from where we were standing we could see the light from jack's candle moving up the stairs to the second floor then to the third Oh, so they're outside the house. I picture them being in the first floor. I was like, how do they see that? Oh, that's scary. So they're like standing on the sidewalk or something. Um, but when he got to the third floor, his candle went out. Oh. We guessed that he had come to a drafty corner and the blind, the blind woo it out. No, you said blind <laughs> you woo. Said I it, yeah. said wind blue. I said it right. <laughs> no, no, no. You're sitting at home. You're listening. You said blind woo. <laughs> I'm not even going to say it right. You don't deserve that. <laughs> You're the kind of person who says blind woo and I'm not. And I don't have to like apologize or change. <laughs> but when the hour went by and he didn't come down, we weren't so sure. We waited another 15 minutes and got more and more nervous. 
So we sent Ernie Kramer up after him. Oh, Ernie. A Jewish king. We all know him. We are him. When Ernie got to the third floor, his candle also went out. We waited 10 minutes, 20 minutes, but there was no sign of either of them. Come down, we called, but they didn't answer. Finally, we decided to go and get them. Armed with flashlights, we started up the stairs. It was as quiet and dark as a grave in that house. When we got to the second floor, we called out again, but there was no answer. When we got to the third floor, we walked into a great big open space, like an attic. So the attic. Sorry. <laughs> it's so <Sorry>. strange, yeah. <laughs> there was triangles on the house, almost <laughs> like a roof. <laughs> the stairs went to a- another place. <laughs> Some might call it still inside. <laughs> <laughs> great big open space like an attic. Jack and Ernie weren't there, but we saw footprints in the dust. These led to a room on the other side of the attic. I don't like a big open space with a room in it. That's so scary. I know. I don't like that. That feels like um, it's a weird sex thing. Weird sex thing or like scary broom with a spider on it thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Somewhere Um, in between. Somewhere in between. Yeah. The broom and the spider are into it. (laughs) They're into it. That room was also empty, but there was fresh blood on the floor and the window was wide open. It was about 25 feet to the ground, but there was no ladder or rope in sight that they could have used to get down. We searched the rest of the house and the land around the house and found nothing. We decided that they were playing a trick on us. We figured that in some way they had escaped through the window and were hiding in the woods. The blood on the floor was used to throw us off the track. We guess they'd show up the next day with a lot of stories and a lot of laughs. But they didn't. The next day, we told the Dean of Men what had happened. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, yeah, we know. We know the Dean of Men. (laughs) Unaffiliated with the school. Rides around in a giant chest hair. <laughs> His wife is a skirt. I'm the dean of men. <laughs> more, more. Dean of men, dean of men, two of our friends are dead. I know the answer. Drink this broth. I don't know why broth is manly. I don't know. It's beef broth. I, I don't know. I'm the wrong person to ask about dean I'm of- in charge of men. <laughs> this broth oh my god now that's merch we yeah. should sell broth <laughs> cut up a sticker and put it in there and call it yeah pod soup I, i'm willing to i'm willing to wager that a third of our listeners are always consuming a mug of warm broth when they listen <laughs> that's our that's our our team why not our warm oh, broth? the scary door opening and closing was jason trying to get my um discontented chihuahua to go um maybe she's been unhappy in every room she's been in (laughs) we're trying to wow well just becomes more and more representative of the mental state we're all in she's got 
two options. It's <laughs> this room and that room. And really, both of them are a problem. You know I love the Foley, though. Door creaks. Oh, it's good. Ladybird squeaks. Yeah. Ladybird squeaks, boyfriend sneezes. <laughs> it's, it's just going to be that kind of Christmas. Um, the Dean of Men. The Dean of Men. Hmm. Told him what had happened, and he reported it to the police. Okay, good job, Dean of Men. Good work, Dean. Dean. Good work. Dean. <laughs> dean of Men. <laughs> uh, dean of Men. <laughs> it's apparently we've been thirty-five thousand dollars in the hole for like a bunch of months. Do you I know bought a bunch of-, of tea cozies? <laughs> dean of Men, you're confused about what you represent. Oh my God. It's that he drinks a lot of cigars and it hurts his throat, so he has, to, <laughs> he has to drink a lot of warm beverages. Oh my god! Did I say drinks a lot of cigars? Yeah, oh, and god. I prefer- this is why. <laughs> no, I thought that was so much better, Anna. The, no. Imagining imagining cigar tea, which is you light the cigar, you steep it in a hot glass of water, and then you drink that. That's what the Dean of Men drinks. Are y'all alienated some, yet? Do you want some teens? I mean, teens. oh boy no i'm broken it's crazy because we're all sort of on an okay it's like there's big shocks and big bad days and then like you know it's bad but you're still going about your life and then there are moments where you realize oh i'm fully soft upstairs now (laughs) brain don't work yeah i am I went into the kitchen the other day to get a snack and then I came back in to the living room and I was like, what happened to my snack? And I realized that I had just been holding a single Oreo for an hour and 10 minutes. (laughs) Just, just closed fist Oreo to the point that it pretty much was inedible at that point. I had steamed the Oreo with my own hand. You sous-vided it. I sous-vided the Oreo. <laughs> oh, my God. People pay thousands of dollars for that kind of Oreo. <laughs> I know. I can do it in the palm of my hand. Boy switch. For I am the dean of men. Do you want some teens? Oh, my God. This is why you should be in relationships. This is why it's better yeah. that people let you know when you drink cigars. It's good. Okay. Um, what's going on? What are you doing? A podcast? What's happening? Okay. <laughs> the Dean of Men. I'm sorry. <laughs> the police didn't find anything. I'm sorry. Okay. We're back. We're spooky. We're listening. Our mm-hmm. smiles have faded. We're scared. The police didn't find anything either. And after several weeks, the search ended. To this day, no one knows what happened to Jack Lawton and Ernie Kramer. There isn't much more to tell, he said. We weren't arrested, but the college disbanded the fraternity and suspended the nine of us from school for a year. Wow. Wait, basically for murder, right? (laughs) (laughs) Assumedly, they're like, well, something happened. Just one year. Those boys have learned their lesson. It's either like sort of an unfair punishment to some boys who are traumatized because their friend disappeared or the lightest of murder sentences. (laughs) It's not nice. You get half broth servings at every meal. Okay. I see that you snuffed out the flame of two human souls. Your punishment, gap ear. (laughs) (laughs) My God. I can't wait for all the frat and sorority scary stories to flood in after this. Please send them. 
Oh, yeah. Come for us. Okay. The strangest part came after we graduated. Someone must have placed a curse on us. Every year since then, around the time of that initiation, one of us has died or gone crazy. Oh. I'm the one on the left, he said. I guess he's looking at a picture. Or only one left? Oh, I'm the only one left. <laughs> Just, uh, although I can't imagine anything crazier than referring to nothing at all, just ending a story with, I'm the one on the left. That is scary. Oh, no. (laughs) You said that with such conviction, too. Those are the last words you ever spoke. Oh, no. I'm the one on the left. I'm the one on the left. I guess that's what happens when you spend your formative entirety of your adulthood on dating apps and you're very used to saying which one you are. Um, Oh, my God. Andrew, thank you for this court-ordered podcast you have to do with a feeble woman. No, it's my favorite thing to do. I'm the one on the left. I'm the one on the left. <laughs> of what? <laughs> um, the and then they just disappear. <laughs> Weird ghost. Get a different ghost thing. <laughs> I'm the... Ready? Mm-hmm. Only one left, left, he said. And I'm in pretty good health. But there are times where I feel just a little peculiar. Ah! Oh, it's a jump scare story. Yes, it's a jump scare story. I'm sorry, Brad. I'm sorry, Ladybird, for scaring her. I'm scared. I'm scared for whoever doesn't have good headphones. Hopefully, we'll take that peek out. I'm sorry. I should have moved <laughs> away from the mic. No, it didn't. It didn't sound too bad to me. Okay. Well, I decided to do it that way instead of what I did the last time I had a jump scare story, which is just reading what it says. And what it says on the pages, parentheses, now rush at someone in the audience and scream. And then in the center, it says, ah. It's funny. I'm just remembering. So in this story, in the audio book, which is read by this amazing storyteller, George S. Irving, and it came out in like the late 80s, early 90s. um, At the end of this story, instead of screaming, he like goes into an insane laugh. And then the laugh just turns into screaming. And I remember that scared me very much. That's extremely scary. Yeah. I guess yeah, it's scary. Scary scarier than me, like laughing so much and then <laughs> trying to be normal. I think that's the opposite. I'm, I'm intrigued by this story, Anna. Yeah, man. It's, it's also, this is one that is longer than the average story. Yep. Um, it also has two illustrations. Remind me what um, the illustrations are. I'm looking at it. Um, the first illustration is, a staircase that sort of goes up to one landing and then up to the left. And there's Mm -hmm. a lot of Stephen Gamble fog, a lot of Stephen Gamble roots. There's also like a shadowy second staircase that goes a little bit next to like the first staircase goes head on. Uh Um, Like if you were walking into the drawing, you would walk onto the staircase and then it hooks like it goes up to the left and then 
a little bit behind the first staircase on the right is a staircase that continues in that same direction, which oh, is scary. I'm so, I yes, that is very scary. There's like, oh no, you know what? That might just be wood paneling. Um, um, oh, I, I can I can see both. Yeah. Um, and a lot of like Stephen Gimmel roots, fogs, strips. The staircase is very rickety. Um, and it's very scary. And then the um, second one is like a very foggy room with a chair in it as if you'd store in an attic. Um, and then like a turn up the brightness here. Yeah. Like a, there's like a black square, which is either a room or this, mm-hmm. I guess it's supposed to be the attic and there's yeah. like Stephen Gamble roots coming out of the top. And then there's a little column that's holding up just one side of it. And there's little lights coming out. Yeah. Um, And then there's like very, very thin sort of like alien figures or it it could just be lines, but right. But I, I see, I can definitely see alien figures interpreting it that way. Yeah. And then like the lights look a little bit like they could be like open mouth screaming. It's all very abstract. So you can kind of figure out for yourself what you think it is. Yeah, I like how we just have no clue as to what the source of spookiness in this story is. Say more. Like, we don't know that it's ghosts. We've gotten this thing about, like, there's still a murderer loose, but even a murderer would have to have some supernatural power uh, in order to get them out of the room. Um, Or it's like, again, it's like, could it be aliens? It also could just be, like, vague curse where that, that house makes people disappear. Yeah, that was the thing about that I sort of was struck by was that we think someone put a curse on us. Right. It's like, who? It doesn't say. There's no information. It's not the murderer. It could be the dead men who were murdered before them. It could be the house. Um, yeah. Oh, There's no explanation. I like this one. I like it, too. Um, what's scary about this to you? Um. Okay. The op... Like, the optical scare of seeing a candle go being on the outside of a house, seeing a candle go up through uh, windows in the house and then seeing it disappear. That's very scary. Yeah. Um, It, yeah, it, uh, that creeps me out a lot. Um, Scary to think that like you might not mean harm to someone and then their life ends because of it. That's very scary. Also just the idea of like one by one people being picked off by, either losing their lives or their sanity is frightening. Yeah. I also, if there is nine of them and then two, okay, if there's nine of them. That means that this person is only like 30. Oh yeah. Oh, Which that's a like good point. My dad's friend. No, are we supposed to be children? Yeah, I guess we're supposed to be children. Oh, right. I keep forgetting. <laughs> um, <laughs> But yeah, I don't know. I th- what you're talking about the sort of un uncodified nature of the scariness. Yeah, that it's like I don't know. Someone got murdered, and then now we're cursed. I guess, and either <laughs> you die or go crazy. Um, right? It's die or go. Yeah, died or gone crazy. Um, that it's like, well, what am I supposed to look out for? 
Right. I guess don't join a fraternity <laughs> is the sort of cautionary yeah. tale, which is a funny thing to impart in like Midwestern rural children. Yeah. I agree. Yeah, this is a scary story. This is like a legend that uh, has been passed down a lot that I looked in the bibliography and it um, that's it referenced. Um, yeah, the retelling of a legend frequently entitled the fatal fraternity initiation. It is based on several var- variants and one of them is Indiana folklore. Um, so I think it's like very much middle the heartland. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's scary. Yeah, that I've mentioned before on the pod that when I was a kid, my cousin Evan told me uh, a scary fraternity uh, initiation story that he acted as though – that he was telling in the first person as though it had yeah. happened to him. And it really scared me. It's Well, this is what we did to our campers when we were camp counselors. We'd yeah. say like, this happened. Right. This um, happened to me or to a friend of mine. Yeah, exactly. Which is really ultimately my favorite kind of scary story. Me too, because you can you can still maintain your trust in the person and get the temporary delight of like this might really have happened. Yes, correct. Um, I also think it's scary. Like this story doesn't have any real personification of any of the characters, right? I don't know if personification is the right word there. I forget. Um, but there's no there's no real details about anyone except for that this guy is nervous. <laughs> Um, yeah, who would we cast as the as the thirty year old telling the story? Man, I was picturing like Ian Holm. Oh, <laughs> I like Potter, that. But he's not thirty. Well, we'll just we could just extend the curse. Like every ten years or every five years, something happens. To someone. yeah, I also feel like nine is not a lot of people for a fraternity. But I also don't know a single thing. So <laughs> yeah, that uh, like it's hard to say whether that was just like in the beginning of fraternities there were just fewer people because everyone else died of corn disease or something. <laughs> um, no, I ate the cob. Ah! <laughs> um. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I Ian Holm is really good. I would say if this were a twist and it was a sorority initiation story, Ooh. yeah, I would say um, Connie Britton. Oh, that's good. Yeah, she seems very much went to sorority. Yeah, like late eighties sorority. Yeah, I, yeah. I like the idea of Connie Britton. You also really don't want to see Connie Britton go crazy. No, it's because if she could go crazy, any of us could. Yeah, she's so calm. She has just a, she has a matte brow, as I said. <laughs> just a calm. A she's not sweaty. <laughs> just calm and nice. Oh, um, that's, the, that's the telltale sign. Oh, I like that twist. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think a Don Cheadle would be really fun, too. I, I think Don Cheadle is so good. He's just so expressive facially. Yeah. Um, I just watched a Vin Diesel movie and it made me really appreciate actors who can use their face to tell stories. <laughs> what was that? Was it called Blood? Blood? It was called Bloodshot. And you know what? Yeah. I recommend it. I am glad that I watched it. Um, the first act, you're like, oh, this is one of those disposable movies. But then the second act, you're like, whoa. And then the third act was like, oh, okay. I'm going to check that out. I also have a movie recommendation that I Ooh. watched on HBO Go last night called Phantoms. And Ooh. Anna, I cannot tell you. It should be called Dumb Sphere. 
Um, it's the What's cr- Sphere. Sphere is that movie with Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone and Samuel L. Jackson, know. where it's like I'm dumb Sphere, and and it's like Sphere is pretty dumb, and this is like even dumber, and yet I just soaked it up. It's um. Th- listen to this cast. I can't believe I had never heard of this movie before. The cast is Ben Affleck, Rose oh. McGowan, Liev Schreiber, and Peter O'Toole. <laughs> what? The it is the fuck? most unlikely cast. The the cons. I'll t- I, I won't spoil it. The the it, it, inciting incident of scariness is that Rose McGowan's older sister. Uh, thinks she's getting into trouble at home, and so she moves her to her little town in the middle of the mountains somewhere. Uh-huh. And um, when they arrive in the town, everyone in town is dead and oh. has been killed instantaneously, and there's no blood, and there's no sign of, like, blunt force trauma, just everyone's dead. And they keep hearing, like, weird little whispers and seeing weird little, like, specters and phantoms um, in the town, and then Leah Schreiber and Ben Affleck shows up and Ben Affleck plays the youngest looking sheriff imaginable. <laughs> and it is crazy. Um, uh, Peter O'Toole plays a, a, like a, a, a biology scholar who now writes for like a weekly world news or like National Enquirer type newspaper. It's the craziest thing I've ever – it's the, the craziest hell? movie I've ever seen. Um, Leah Schreiber's performance it. is unhinged. I was going to say someone with like Rose McGowan and Leah Schreiber in the same movie feels extraordinarily 1998. Right. Well, that's the thing because they were in Scream together. Yeah. Well, we're working our way through Scream. We've seen one and two. Oh, three um, is so much fun, Anna. You're in for a treat. I heard that two is the best and three is the worst. Three. It's it's just that three is so fun because Parker okay, Posey's in it and she's a blast. <gasps> oh. God, um, she should be in everything. She just gives a really great comedic performance, and I think she's great. Also, good lord, Courtney Cox's bangs in the third movie. I'm really are, excited. I don't know what happened. I don't know. I don't recall that ever being a style. It really looks like you know that YouTube video of the little girl giving herself bangs, and she's like two years old. Yes, and she's like, okay. First of all, we're going to be doing bangs today, and it's like that's what it looks like. I can't get over it. Oh, my God. I think it is a nice escalation of her stripes in the um, second movie. Oh, yeah. That it's such an off-putting um, hair- hairstyle. Also, her bangs came were went viral this week. Oh, did they really? Oh, Didn't yeah. Her, his Scream 3 has gone viral. Oh, why? I, I think people just like it. It has kind of a cult following. <laughs> okay, good. I'm excited. Um, I can't wait to be viral. Anna and I are entertaining the possibility of, you know, we very rarely do movie reviews on here because it's not really our purview. But um, we have been considering uh, talking through the movie Van Helsing. <laughs> um, it just is my, f- Andrew, it's, I, I want to. We just love it. We could do a whole Stephen Summers retrospective at some point, Anna, you and I. We honestly should put it behind a paywall. Because have you seen Deep Rising? No. That's his like, that I think is pre The Mummy. And it's kind of his first creature feature. It's about a cruise ship called the Argonautica that um, gets invaded by a sea monster. Well, and written and I believe Famke Janssen is in it. Yes, yes, yes. And I forget Treat who. Williams. Who? Treat Williams? Oh, yeah. Treat Williams. Yep. 
Um, Anthony Heald. Kevin J. O'Connor, who was in The Mummy. Yes, Kevin J. O'Connor plays a very reminiscent role of Benny in The Mummy in this. Oh, great. Jaman Hansu. Oh, yeah. Um, I... It came out in 98, which is a year after. Oh, no, no, no. That's a year before The Mummy. Yeah. I'm getting my years all mixed up because um, Titanic came out in 97, which is another. All the the important movies to me came out between 97 and 2004. My favorite part of uh, it's not it's this isn't a spoiler, but my favorite part of Deep Rising is there's a the, the like head of the ship says the name of the ship so many times and every time he says it he says it in the weirdest way possible which is it's called the Argonautica but he always says it like the Argonautica like it's so <laughs> it it is as though he was in the process of swallowing a jawbreaker and he's like it's coming up as he's saying it every time he's fighting it off <laughs> he's fighting it out Argonautica highly recommend oh thank god um, Anna, thank you for this story. This was a really good one. Andrew, thank you for the story. Um, yeah, the other guys, you know, the regular cast, I, it's, it's all, you know what? They're all going to be played by, um, Ansel Elgort <laughs> yeah, uh, we know. in different sort of prosthetic facial makeup to make them look different. Yeah. Maybe Ernie Kramer is, um, the kid from hereditary. Oh, I haven't seen it and we'll never see it. It's it's very good and I never want to think about it again. (laughs) I want someone to tell me the plot while checking to make sure I'm okay. (laughs) I guess that's Jason's job. Yeah, yeah. Isn't that what a relationship is where someone tells you the plot of Hereditary and then make sure you're okay? (laughs) Like throughout it. I don't mean like the overall, I mean like the plot. I think that's a great distillation of a relationship. That's good. Um... Andrew, uh, should we say what our scary things were this week? Yes. Did would... anything happen to you this week besides um, Guitar Balcony, which is already <laughs> very scary? Yeah, that is already very scary. Um, I think the scary thing that happened to me this week was, as maybe longtime listeners know, um, about my soup incident. Very scary. Burned my whole legs and feet. Um, and I've like Ugh. gone back to, I don't know. I've been able to cook everything else, but like anything tomatoy saucy, I'm like a little nervous about. Um, and I made enchiladas this week, uh, and I was making Woo! the enchilada sauce from scratch, which is quite easy to do. And it was very tasty. Um, but I had a moment, another kind of final destination moment where, um, a, I opened my cupboard and was reaching for uh, some like smoked paprika or whatever. And uh, a can of breadcrumbs fell and was falling right down to the handle where before the soup spilled no, on me. And Andrew. I just batted it away. I, I felt like a superhero. So it was you a momentary scare, but I fixed it. True. <laughs> you have dropsies. No, my God. That's so. Where is your stove? <laughs> is it just like. It's on a a plank over my pool of piranha. I keep it cockeyed in the middle of the the room. No, I I just, and then that inspired me to reorganize uh, my cabinets because I just can't, you know. Yes, put the big things in the back and the little things in the front. Yeah, we just reorganized cabinets, and it's it's a big. There's a big release of energy. Um, (laughs) Trapped trapped souls were let go (laughs) because. Flowers were married and sugars <laughs> were combined and beans were questioned. And <laughs> oh, 
Uh, how oh about you, Anna? God. What's your scary thing that happened to you this week? My scary thing that happened to me this week is actually kind of fucked up and I'm spooked to hell and it's ghosty and I don't, I don't know. Um, I don't know how to feel. Oh, um, no. I was in the kitchen last night and it was late. We'd done laundry. We'd folded very quiet evening and he was in the bedroom putting stuff away and there's this door stopper that's massive that has to hold the door open because the bedroom door will float closed. Oh. And uh, I heard him knock into something and I heard him go, ah, ah, oh, oh, God, oh, oh, ah. And I was like, oh, God, and this thing was my idea. And I'm so, oh, I'm so, so, no, it's really, it like looks like a spike. And I was like, oh, my God, I'm so sorry. And he also doesn't like overreact to stuff that way. Right. So I was like, oh, there has to be a bone coming out of his foot. Oh. And I opened the door to the bedroom and he was like holding two shirts and hanging them up. And <gasps> was like, what's up? Oh. And I was like, did you hurt yourself? And he said, no. Oh. And he looked freaked out and he's not someone who gets freaked out easily. He was like, come on, Anna. Oh no. I was like, I heard you just, and I made those sounds and he was like, uh, and I said, nope, not tonight. We can talk about this tomorrow. Everyone oh. keep going. You hang your shirts. I'm going to go back and put stuff away and we're just going to pretend this didn't happen. Anna, I don't think we can ever speak each other, to each other again. I'm haunted. Wow, that is very scary. I I wonder what like happened. I it wasn't a neighbor. It was right. I mean like it unless it was someone the- like across yeah. Um I was like is it someone in the do we ha- is there an attic and he was like no. I oh. it just it's weird. It's very weird. Uh Oh, I don't that know. It's very scary. It, I was playing softly some music through my phone, but my phone was in the other room too. And it, the air conditioner was on. So wow. I, I don't know what could that our, our brains and the world is such a mystery. <laughs> um, I'm just fully, I'm like letting go. I'm not yeah. trying to be less crazy. It's just happening. I will. I texted you about that nightmare that I had about us this week and tell was, it again. Okay, I'll tell it really fast. I had a nightmare that Ann and I were doing an event at a college, at like a community college around Halloween. And as we were leaving, when we were in the lobby, we noticed that everyone in the lobby was standing perfectly still. And our our, our friend Andrew Butler was there for some reason, and he was standing still and acting really weird. And then we looked, and the reason why is that the security guard was holding a machete oh, yeah. and had like a really scary faraway look in his eye. And I like walked slowly up to him, and I was like, hey, are you Okay. Um, and he was like, I think I need help. I don't feel very well. And then Anna, you called 911 and then we went with Andrew Butler to the, to the elevators, to the garage. And when the elevator doors opened, a little girl ran out of the elevator and jumped into Anna's arms. And we saw that she was trying to get away from a, like a middle-aged woman who was holding like garden shears and had that same faraway look in her eye. And she like started coming towards us as the um 
as the doors closed. And then we all like ran into the stairwell. And then I was calling 911 again to be like, hey, something's going on. And just then behind us, the elevator doors opened and it was the security guard with the machete again. And then Anna yelled very loudly, this sucks. And that <laughs> echoed in my head. And I woke up still hearing that being said. Oh my God. And it really scares me. But also I think I might, that might just be residual like an echo of me remembering seeing the movie The Crazies, <laughs> which oh is which is about like um, a plane – oh, like a military plane crashes in this small town and it had some agent in it that makes people uh. become crazy and violent. Like they're not zombies. They're just like violent. And, they're crazies. Um, they're crazies. <laughs> and that – I think that scared me because I think especially like garden shears and like normal people acting uh, – abnormally yeah it was i also think um joel kim booster posted a photo of himself holding garden shears and said did (gasps) anyone ask for bolt cutters was it maybe from that maybe i do follow joel fetch the bolt cutters you guys yeah but don't fetch the garden shears don't fetch the garden shears um man that is so crazy i also love that a child went to me for comfort i'm like flattered (laughs) by your dream just jumped right into your arms yeah. I also, what a wild dream. Like your dream does such a good job of like people are reacting to something scary. You don't see it yet. Then you see the scary thing. Like it's just good storytelling. Well, thank you. Well, you know, the, the wild thing is I was reading this article or Chris, Chris turned me on to this article because he and my future sister-in-law keep having these like abnormally vivid dreams. Yeah. And I always have kind of vivid dreams, but mine, mine have been very um, traditionally narrative. <laughs> Uh, recently. And I guess there's a theory that because we have so little stimulus outside of our apartments these days, that people are having more bizarre dreams that reach further back into their memories because there's little, there's too little like day-to-day stimulus that can be drawn upon by your subconscious for dreams. I don't know that that's how the brain works. I'm just saying this random article I read, but that did seem, because I had another, yeah, I've been having weird dreams. It sounds right. And I'm famously a dreamologist. Anna is a dreamologist. Yes. Three years. Um, I have to, I've been remembering them and then not writing them down. I think I'm going to start writing them down. <laughs> wow. Cool. Well, we've gotten to everyone's favorite kind of conversation. Dream chat. <laughs> know, so truly just people talking about their dreams. Classically for it. interesting and compelling. Um, guys, now, you know what? It's the end of the pod. That's um, it. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you did a good job of cutting up the 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 turnips um, and the make good making a good broth. Um, Make that broth. Some teen tea cigar tea tea cigars. (laughs) And wow! Um, Thank you all for listening. We hope you're doing okay. Um, Let your brain be a little goopy, I guess. Maybe go for a walk. Oh yeah, Um, go for a walk. Um, but yeah, re- remember to listen to the podcast now <laughs> and also again. <laughs> yeah, we um, love those five star reviews if you can. Yeah, we, if you've been listening it. for a long time and haven't given a review yet, um, I challenge you to um, to do it today. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and if there's a nice thing, we love a nice thing and we'd love to send you nice things in return. I really am full on babbling now. I think I'm dehydrated. <laughs> I think I might be dead. We're, I'm just sitting in direct sunlight and don't feel good. We'll see you at our funeral. But in the meantime, everybody, <laughs> get, get out. out. Forever Dog. This has been a Forever Dog production. 
Executive produced by Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. For more original podcasts, please visit foreverdogpodcasts.com and subscribe to our shows on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Keep up with the latest Forever Dog news by following us on Twitter and Instagram at Forever Dog Team and liking our page on Facebook.